This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, my uncle works at Nintendo. He actually knows um, the people who are they're working on the new Mario game right now. And he's going to have a gun in the new game. <laughs> you know? So it's like, whoa, really? Yeah, yeah, he's just tired. He's just tired of Bowser's crap. <laughs> Warning, the following podcast is intended for immature dads only. Listener discretion is advised. This is Dad's Game Review, the most casual hardcore gamers around. Reviews and news from every platform. We waste our time so you don't have to. How's it going, kids? This is, this is Dad's Game Review. I am Paul Squalaji, and I am joined by the ever-beautiful teeth, John Everson. How you doing, John? Yeah, good. Fresh out of the dentist. Uh, the Novocaine's wearing off, Paul, so I gotta uh, watch. If I, if I start, like, just screaming expletives in the middle of the review, <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess the painkillers are dying. Hey, like, uh, a co-host seems to have fallen over. Um, yeah. He's writhing on the floor in pain. What's oh, that? man. They did that thing where they, um, so uh, I had to have some crowns installed. And before the show, Paul, I was asking me, like, when do you use a crown? And a crown is kind of like, it's kind of like um, a filling, but with like a little bit more. It's like when you get the $60 version of the game that has like the soundtrack and the figurine. Right. That's the crown. Yeah. The filling is the is the, is the the base game at 49 yeah, I see. I see. Oh, okay. Um, but... Yeah, it was it like the at one point they didn't put the Novocaine in, and I could just feel like all of the coldness where they were doing like a little spray. Right. And I'm like, uh, uh, I think it's a little a little uh, sensitive. Uh, is that is that is that expected? Oh, it's because I didn't I didn't put the you know the juice in that makes you not feel pain because I thought you were a freaking man. <laughs> didn't need it. <laughs> Looks like it was wrong. And I'm like, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make. Sure. I yeah, could. I was just checking. I was just checking. Not to be graphic, but when I had my vasectomy, the same thing happened. Oh, really? <laughs> is, it, is it a little sensitive to cold down there? They, uh, he sprayed it with the cold spray that they use in, like, baseball when you get hit by a pitch. So that, mm. the, you know, the swelling goes down. But um, for a vasectomy, they, call, they cut the Vans Deferin, as it's called, right? Yeah, it's my favorite band from the and 80s. They, <laughs> <laughs> German punk band. Yes, Vans uh, Deferens, the I best. I am We are Vans <laughs> My name is Michael Van Deferens, and we're going to rock your world. <laughs> but he, what they do is they cauterize after they cut it so that there's no possible way of anything getting through. Yeah. But they fail to mention is that you feel it all the way through. <laughs> and I was like jumping and i was like uh and he's like oh he's like you feel something and i'm like yeah <laughs> and he goes oh it, it's weird you're not supposed to feel anything anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
for a second they're like, oh, are you like Neo? Yeah, are you yeah. the one? You know. <laughs> He, he's able to see all the urology moves before we do them. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a friend, a friend of a friend who got a vasectomy. Okay. And he ended up having like two kids afterwards. And, oh, wow. And, and he's also like um, very religious. And so like in the narrative of that family, they're like, it's a miracle. Yeah, I guess God it was just meant to be. wanted it to happen. <laughs> yes, I guess. I it was so God, God's plan in that situation was all right. We're gonna have the we're gonna have the surgeon sleep through the class, and he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna miss the part where you cut the Van yeah. Deferen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, reinforce it. <laughs> Put a steel casing around it so nothing can damage it forever. You right. got it. <laughs> uh, I mean that's that's gotta be a a weird job. Like what what do you want to do? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a you urologist, know, surgeon, yeah. and all I do is cut penises. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's going to take a special type of person, you know what I mean, Who, who's just like, I guess, doesn't really have a sense of humor, do, isn't amused by the, just the general concept of that region, you know, really, this, really this buttoned doctor, up. doctor, however, was quite the opposite. First of oh, all, yeah? his name was Dr. Wiener. Oh, gosh. Who was fully aware that was his name. Mm-hmm. And when he, uh, he was sitting in his office, uh, he came in and he says, uh, comes in the door like Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, so you want to get your dick chopped off, huh? Yeah, great. <laughs> and he puts down my file. And I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, you're pretty young. Why do you want to do that? You know? <laughs> he was so matter of fact and so oh, gosh. open. I was just mm-hmm. like, uh, I was like, because I had four kids, and I don't want any more, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that, that's, a, that's always a good answer. It's almost like, yeah. like your most inappropriate uncle. Yes. What, what would remind us today, this week, of uncles? <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps maybe the game that we played this week, Paul. That was a really good segue. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, dang. <laughs> look at him. He's actually getting good. I'm gonna to have to step oh, up. Oh yeah, my game. no, it's like after 78,000 episodes, <laughs> one actually slips through. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's that's why you got to cut the Van Deference. You know? Yeah, yeah. We uh, so we played the uncle who works for Nintendo. The uncle who works for Nintendo is a horror theme based text adventure game developed by Michael Lutz and released via browser on October fifteenth, twenty fourteen. The game title is inspired by a false playground claim stereotypically used by children to spread video game-related rumors and urban legends. Now, I have never heard any of that urban legends or anything. I don't Seriously? know. Seriously? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, I never, I didn't hear the uncle who works for Nintendo until you brought it up as a game. So. I I heard it all the time. Maybe maybe it, it's a slight generational shift. Just maybe you were maybe not on the cutting edge of this. Mm-hmm. But I remember like literally in the schoolyard at R.W. Carbonero School Elementary, <laughs> there was one kid. I'm not going to blow him up on the show because I haven't talked to him in 30 years. I don't know what his deal is. But he was like, yeah, my uncle works at Nintendo. He actually knows um, the people who are they're working on the new Mario game right now. And he's <laughs> going to have a gun in the new game. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> So it's like, 
whoa, really? Yeah, yeah, he's just tired. He's just tired of Bowser's crap. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, you would hear all these things, and there was no internet, so there was no way to cross-examine him. And it's like, but how do you know? He's like, he told me. He told me he was over. And he's like, oh, can I meet him? No, he's usually in Japan. So, you know. (laughs) It's funny because now that you mention it, I did uh, in school have a a woman, a girl, like maybe I'd say 10th grade, who I knew through, you know, the BOCES program. You remember BOCES? We have talked about BOCES yeah. in a previous episode of Dad's BOCES Review. Yeah, Dad's BOCES. <laughs> this is um, this is like a trade school uh, type of a program where half the day of school is filled with trade school-related things. Basically, your, your parents tell you, you could be anything you want to be. And then by the time 10th grade rolls around, we go, all right, we narrowed it down to these five things. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> so I went to BOCES for... Um, commercial printing which is back before paper was evil and mm-hmm. we would put you know we'd have to print actual things and it was a booming business john it was so booming <laughs> i don't that, know not for nothing. so but so there was a 10th grader that was at bosey's so there was a 10th mm-hmm. grader that was at bosey's and mm-hmm. this girl and she was like i have super mario 49 or something to that effect. It was like mm-hmm. this absurd number. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. Uh, my dad got it for me. And she uh, apparently, he has connections to a guy who works at Nintendo. It wasn't necessarily an uncle. Mm-hmm. But, and she's like, it's so crazy. I can only imagine her playing Super Mario 2 or something. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's what she got a, a bootleg copy of. Um you're talking about like the lost levels that yeah 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 the the stupid one um yeah (laughs) freaking like the purple mushroom was like oh you eat this one you die yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i forgot what she called it though but it was like something absurd like super mario 16 i was like what you know (laughs) Um, this this type of character it it probably still exists but like I remember, like all the time, there'd be always that kid who's like, "Oh, I have that cool toy too, but it's broken." <laughs> like that was always. Remember that one? It's like I've got that too, but it's broken. It's like listening to two coworkers. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but when you hear it, you're like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." Like, but I can't describe it. But like two, I want to say know-it-alls, but like mm-hmm. humble brag know-it-alls, like. Yeah. Like I just spent sixteen grand on all Mac products because I had to switch to Mac and because uh, it didn't do this one thing. And then the other person would be like, "Oh well, yeah, I use the Samsung and I use a PC, but you just program it to do that." Mm-hmm. And, da, 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 da. and I just have to walk away. I just yeah, have to walk away. <laughs> it is it is it is a measuring contest of one I way cannot, or another. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't know what it is. You know, I'd like to think as as a social worker, I'd like to think I'm a people person, but mm-hmm. sometimes. When people are just talking back and forth and they're just trying to outdo one each other, like that SNL skit woman who's like, Yes. You know? Yes. And Sal. And Sal. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. You know, people are nice and, and not a, all of them represent that. I'm just saying. It, it is a character trait that I feel like I've grown out of, but it's a type of guy. Who generally I'm gonna I'm gonna be some little, gonna be throwing some stereotypes around here. Generally doesn't have children, 
may right. not be married. Okay. And and is still like obsessed with like like well actually I own all of the Christopher Nolan movies. You know. <laughs> Oh, you saw Memento? Did you see the movie following? That was the one he made before it. It's actually really good. It's black and white. It really kind of makes you think about things. Oh, and he's like, you know, Christopher Nolan's a cinematic genius. Right. <laughs> and, and and this is not a knock on Christopher Nolan, but you guys know who you are. <laughs> Stop it. That's all we have to say. Some of you are listening to this pod right now, and you've got your arms crossed. He's like, he's, he's not talking about me. I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. I am. I'm talking about you. <laughs> actually... Rushmore was the beginning of the trilogy that Wes Anderson was going <laughs> to yeah, apply actually, the theme throughout the rest of his movies. You can obviously see it in the Grand Budapest Hotel, and then you could see it later <laughs> in Life Aquatic. You know, like those, like I just, uh, yeah, yeah, you just sit there. Like everyone's I, pushing back on Bill Murray because Bill Murray has clearly been very much since the mid-90s Wes yeah. Anderson's muse. <laughs> It's like okay, well, yeah. I I just like Wes Anderson movies. Uh, They're good. Obviously. They're very good. They're legitimately good. Yeah, that's that's a valid argument. That's all you have to yes. say. Anyway, <laughs> so the trope, my uncle who works at Nintendo, ultimately became a text-based horror-themed game adventure, which will take you all about maybe fifteen minutes to play. Um, yeah, there's multiple endings in it. Um, but uh, it it does really capture like a nice little slice of life, Paul. And I know, Paul, I just interrupted you. And kids, <laughs> we don't do this to grownups. So I'm going to keep on going and not let Paul speak. No, go ahead, Paul. Uh, yeah. What are you going to say? <laughs> no, it's just... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, it, it doesn't take long to kind of get down the pattern, even for yeah. this old uh, brain-damaged mind to get... But you kind of get the idea of, okay, I selected it this time. Let's try this way. Yeah, All right, let's see this way. This this way. I I will admit it does build up the suspense quite nicely. About, it does. You know, it, it, it gives off a very Twilight Zone theme-ish thing, like mm -hmm. where the mom or the Stepford mom, as I'd like to call her, is just like, yeah. here's your sandwich. Don't forget, yeah. your uncle is coming. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's no audio, but that's how I think she sounds. There's a little bit of audio, like you hear, like the like the grandfather clock ticking and things like that. Which, by the way, scared the crap out of me because mm -hmm. you go along not thinking there's any sound, and then all of a sudden, yeah. this huge dong goes, and you're like, oh, okay, so there is sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also it also has a bit of like a Stranger's thing, Stranger Things vibe yeah. to me, where it's like you, you were, you we're just kids in the you know late eighties, early nineties, just having a good time, but something's not right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, this one is uh, this one really is a bit of, of a of, of a bit of like a little bit of a nostalgia hole. And if you are of a certain age, like Paul and myself. A lot of these tropes in the game are going to feel really familiar. You're at your friend's house. You're at a sleepover. Friends playing video games, and uh, and then then your you, mom comes in with a sandwich and name drops. <laughs> yeah, the uncle. Um, yeah. The, there's there's lots of things as you start playing the game, um, and I don't want to spoil it because it's a 15 minute game. And kids, you should just play it yourself. It's really good, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but uh, it is things start to kind of go off the rails. And and things start to take a weird turn and things get a little odd. Right. And then when the uncle arrives, that's a whole other. Yeah, it's a whole other adventure. Yeah. <laughs> now you just don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the game like because the game does this thing where it glitches um, and like it throws all those error messages up and stuff. And yeah. 
there, there's one point where it looks like it's like a real error message and it really kind of messed with me. Ah. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's funny. There's a, there's a Roblox game that does this. Well, we didn't review this game this week, right? but my daughter was like, yeah, I play this Roblox game. And it's also where it's very text driven and it's called like the survey. Oh, and it's wow. like, and it's like, do you believe, you know, that you know who you really are? And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, look behind you. And it's right. like, look back. And there's like a face and it's like, but <laughs> right. <laughs> and my daughter, my daughter's, I keep playing it. I'm like, did you play this? No, I got too scared. You're playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me know what happens. <laughs> yeah. I, um... uh, so it, it, it's a game that definitely is a little bit of a mind, um, a mind blanker. As, yeah. the, as we say in this house, because we try not to. To drop too many bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good dad. What a great dad. No, nah, um, well, it's 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 a good. I mean, whatever. They they know the word. They they, they're they know the word. Yeah, like we did growing up. We knew not to say it in the house. We just waited till we got in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I like we um like all like my daughter now knows all of the words, and she's like, "What does this one mean?" I'm like, "Whoa, you don't." <laughs> You don't call that to a girl. That's not respectful yeah, yeah. at all. <laughs> we sometimes say, see you next Tuesday, but, you know, we don't actually say it. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Now I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Um, I was surprised, though, when I was looking for this game via Google because it's not something that you just really – um, plug down. It's not like something you bookmark. It's hosted in various different ways and different sites. But I was surprised when I was looking for it that around this time, there was a lot of different games like this. There was a game called Depression Quest. Oh, nice. <laughs> An interactive nonfiction game about living with depression. Oh, wow. Um, and of course, there was always like back in the late 90s, there was uh, Stick Death. Do you remember that? Stick Death. You can't find it now, but back in the day, there was this program called Flash, and it, it it's no longer around. In fact, computers don't even load it anymore. So people could found out that they could make games with Flash, and mm. it was very, you know, at the time it was pretty it was pretty innovative, um, but it just it wore out its welcome the the pr- Flash, the yeah, program yeah. and the add-on. And it was made by Adobe, and then one one day, <laughs> one day Steve Jobs got on the stage and said, "Flash is shit, and you shouldn't be using it." And Adobe the next day was like, "Yeah, you're right. We shouldn't be using it." <laughs> yeah, that would be January twenty seventh, two thousand ten, with the announcement of the iPad. That yeah. was when it was over. <laughs> That was that was when the shot was fired. The and, shot heard around the world. Like what? What other company just comes on stage and is like, eh, aside from Donald Trump, we're gonna put him because everything he says is just like that. Is like uh, fake news, you know? Mm-hmm. What other company have you known in recent history to come on stage and just be like, yeah, McDonald's McRib, shit, just don't yeah. eat it anymore. And then the next day the company go, yeah, you know, you're right, you're right. You know? <laughs> And it's good. It's it's. I mean, you know, when we get to the news later, I feel like there is a similar situation going on right. uh, in our current day and age. But yeah, that 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 iPad announcement and 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 the decline of Flash. I mean, it's been. I mean, it's bad for like a game archival uh, standpoint because right. 
since Flash is kind of a dead platform, yeah. and and also it's like littered with all these different exploits and viruses. Yeah, it's uh, it, it kind of sucks if you're a, if you were like a Flash game developer. It really sucks to be. One oh of them. yeah, I mean there was plenty of Flash games that were like, I remember playing a Flash game where there was um, you had to play the mediator between two neighbors, and <laughs> this there was a fence, and there was like this overgrown tree to some effect onto the neighbor's property and it was dropping his it was dropping its rotten fruit on his side and the guy took poison and put it in the ground on his side of the fence and it killed the tree and you had to be the mediator this was a flash game it was I, not I, really much animation it was mainly text-based but it was it's quite quite creative you know because yeah. you had to select certain things to say you know like mm -hmm. i don't believe it's right that he went ahead and poured bleach <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's funny. But uh, what was the other one? Stick Death was famous. Uh, I don't know if you ever remember that. Uh, I remember like all the fighting with the stick men. And yeah, then I but guess you couldn't. Some... Yeah, I, I was looking it up before the show. You can't really play it anymore because Flash is dead. Not even the Wayback Machine, uh, in case anybody doesn't know about this. Um, the United States government has something called the Wayback Machine. <laughs> and it's internet it's recorded everything on the internet since 1994 and it keeps it archived so you could always you could go back to see what google looked like day one you could mm -hmm. go back and see a website you made in high school you know if you still have the domain um yeah. i tried to look up stick death but being that there's no more flash it just came up with a bunch of question marks and boxes you know <laughs> yeah which is sad because i wish i'm sure you could watch it on youtube or some something like that i'm sure i'm yeah. sure uh but that's what actually kind of makes this game kind of nice because even though it's from you know a few years back it's text adventureness and the fact that it's an yeah. html5 means that uh yeah you can still play it on your uh, on your desktop and yeah i mean yeah. And that was that was the interesting part to me was that it was easy to access so many people were hosting it and you could just keep playing it over and over and over. You know, like, not that there's a game that you can't, but you know what I mean. You, you play games that, like, um, you know, you die, and, and it doesn't have that thing we talked about last episode with, uh, okay, one more time, syndrome. Yeah. You know, like, it, 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 this is what, this does have it that, but there are games that do that where you're like, I really don't want to go through that again. I'm not really. <laughs> Well, they do this thing in the game, which I like, which is like, hey, you can just start again, but like at the midpoint of the story. Right. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, which I'm very grateful for, because if it didn't have that, that would be in the uglies um, today. And it, and, it, and it's not because they gave me a little bit of like a, a little bit of a break. Right. No, I mean, um, well, Blasphemous did that, you know, classically. Oh. Like, oh, oh, well, you got to start back this save point that we forced yep. you to save, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they don't. They don't allow you to, to. Whatever. You could listen to blasphemous episode. I'm not even gonna go into it. Um, <laughs> it's at this point the Red Bull starts wearing off. I can see. I can see. I can see the. I can see the light leaving your eyes. Yeah. But no, there's this also. There's this internal struggle with me, Paul, because I want to talk about Blasphemous right now. Because I, I beat it this past weekend. And oh, did you? you did yeah, I mean, we're, I know we're doing a dad work, uncle works at Nintendo review, but I beat the first Blasphemous and I got the good ending. Wow. What's yeah. the good ending? Um, basically, everybody's like really chill about you and they think you're awesome <sighs> because like that you become kind of like a uh, 
you, you become kind of like this. You, you, you basically are like a statue. You're like frozen in time, but everyone reveres you as this like religious figure. So you're memorialized. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I figured out like if you, you get a power up in the game, you drink a potion and then you start being able to like shoot like lasers essentially out of your sword. Right. And, and once you have that ability, the bo- the final boss of the game is, is a absolute cinch. I was <laughs> like, it was, it was just like watching me chunk his health. And it's like, after all this crap, yeah. I just like curb stomped the final boss. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but I also beat there. There's also they had two new bosses in the game that were introduced later, and I I beat them and I was very wow. proud of myself. And yeah, you know, little little John John did good. He did I, good. Uh, he finally yeah. beat it. I rarely finish games, so I <laughs> so it's just amazing to me when people say, "Yeah, I finished it." Well, yeah. I was I was I was in an airplane this weekend. Oh yeah, so, uh, that's true. Uh, that's where I did it. Where yeah. I where I was in a metal box and I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> The germ tube, as we like to call it in my family. Indeed, um, indeed. You know, um, now my uncle doesn't work at Nintendo, but my uncle does work at AT and T, uh, and that's or he used firm. to. And he he had the um he it was like I was like asking my dad like does he can get can he get a hold of the video phone? You remember the video phone, Paul? Oh wow, yeah. Back like back in the nineties, like now you can talk to people with with your phone on with on camera, <laughs> and. And my dad's like, yeah, he doesn't work in that department. He can't get you any of that. Yeah, <laughs> it totally like crushed my dreams. Oh my goodness, I um, that's funny because I was just somebody was just um, at work asked me about um, the window in New York City. Oh, I forgot what they said. Oh, they said, do you know about this building in New York City? And it's it's the AT and T building, but okay. it's known famously as the the something i forgot what it was i forgot what he called it but i knew instantly what they were talking about and i said oh yeah that's the at&t building it just has doors and no windows but it's like 47 stories high (laughs) oh yeah i know what you're talking about uh but it's the at&t building and it was just probably just a hub for nothing it wasn't made for people Um, yeah 33 thomas street it's the at&t long lines building and there is no windows in it right yeah yeah, yeah, and it's just known famously because they were like, I was just reading all these conspiracy theories about mm-hmm. it and how like the government works there and da 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 da, da. and they just yeah. like had all these theories and I was just like, it's just when phone companies were a thing, <laughs> it was yep. just where the lines ran through for the mm-hmm. entire city, and they're like, oh well, that can't be that big for that. And I'm like, I don't think you understand how big New York City is. I was like, yeah. <laughs> There was one of those buildings in Valley Stream, our hometown. Do you remember that, Paul? Was there? There was a windowless building near like Green Acres Mall. And and my sister always had like conspiracy theories about that one. Oh. And uh yeah, yeah. It was a smaller one though. Huh. It was it was like two or three stories, but yeah, no windows. It was I weird. Remember that. I'll have to Yeah. It, it's gone now. Yeah, I, I would imagine. A... It's gone. It's like a it's like a Carolina barbecue restaurant now, <laughs> something like that. It's just completely gone. A Longhorn uh, steak or whatever. Yeah, it's like a Longhorn steakhouse. <laughs> Do you like having you like getting shot or where the ghosts of the murderplex victims were? Right. And you eating <laughs> eating a sizzling twelve ounce sirloin steak. 
we're going to overfeed you this dead animal, and if you finish yeah. it, you get a T-shirt at the end. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry, you... we're all out of extra large for some reason. <laughs> the triple X's didn't come in this week. Yeah. Um, well, here's a shirt for your kid. <laughs> here's the shirt for your tiny wife, which is oddly makes me jealous. <laughs> yes. I'm feeling things I haven't felt for in a long time. Oh, my goodness. Um. But, yeah, no, I don't think that there's really a good, bad, and ugly for this. Do you have anything? Because I don't have anything that would be... It feels like it would be a miss if I uh, if I did, like, a good, bad, and ugly for this game. I think this game, yeah, I, I, we, we can probably skip the, uh, the old GBU on this one. Mm. I will say, highly recommend it. Don't want to spoil it for you, but it is an experience. It's go- if you are of a certain age, it's going to make you feel things. It's going to make you feel nostalgic. And it's also going to just kind of like make you think about stuff. It's it's quite psychological. It is indeed a horror game. There is a bit at the end where they give you some like like links about some of their inspirations that make the game right. and everything. And it's 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 a fun piece of fiction it and uh, not a traditional game. I mean, technically, it's still a game. But it's, uh, it, it, yeah, I wouldn't, there's nothing really that's that that is so bad that we need to call it out. And also, it's free, so yeah, that's that, the good that thing. has a I nice mean, evening factor. It's always good, you know. Yeah. Um, you there's no real rhyme or reason to why things are free, but certain games that people who do things just for fun, I always had envy for those people who do things in their spare time, like. I'm not talking about the craft deer, beer douches on your block. I'm talking about... <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about good people. Me and my friends. Yeah, we make craft beer in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> I, about... love all the, I love all the craft beer jokes where it's just like, you know, like a, a cat just pisses in the hallway and it's like, man, this, is, this IPA is off the hook. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I never, uh, no, I never heard that one. I, oh, uh, uh, it's, uh, it, it, there's a lot of that. I, I, uh, I see, I had a neighbor who did the same thing that I did back in my web programming days. And, uh, I remember he was so into programming, like he would do it all day and then he would come home at night and that was his hobby. And he would love showing me things that he did program wise. Like he went, you know, like if he saw me, he was like, Oh, he's like, Paul, I'm working on this project. He's like, I'm going to um, create a program in JavaScript. It's going to fire fireworks for the 4th of July. And I'd be like, oh, cool. All right. You know, he's like, yeah, and I'm going to put it in an app. This way, you know, we could just fire off the fireworks. And I was like, oh, okay. Or we could just use a lighter. Um, but, you know, hey, <laughs> you do you. Uh, yeah, it's still cool to say, like, all right, uh, p- click here for Roman Candle. He did <laughs> It was, but you know, developers they don't they don't make things pretty. They make them functional first, pretty later, and yeah. that's how things are always. That at least that's what I was taught. You know, you just make it functional first, yeah, and then later you clean up. That's why when you get, um, that's why when you get updates to games and stuff online, it'll say we cleaned up the code. You know, <laughs> I um, but Great. inevitably his uh, firework launcher just kept shooting up errors <laughs> oh no yeah so he didn't do a lot of r&d um i mean it was a cool idea but that's just one example of projects that he used to work on but 
I hated it. I hated programming so much that I never wanted to do it when I got home. I think that's what made me so jealous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 it would be hard for me to do the same thing I do at work outside of my job. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, so, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, we could talk about some news if you want. Yeah, let's do some news. All right. And now it's time for gaming news. This news segment, John, is brought to you by Loopy Cases. Do you know about the Loopy? I do know about the Loopy. First it, of all, I love saying Loopy because I like be like Loopy Whoopy Doopy Loopy Doopy. <laughs> That's just something I do. You don't have to do that. No, I mean you know. So these three brothers I followed on Kickstarter back in twenty seventeen. I want to say. The brothers um, Karamazov, yes, yes, with the with the campaign of Stop the Drop, and mm-hmm. it was comically with a picture of one of the brothers on bed with the iPhone planted on his face and his hand up in the air, like because mm-hmm. he was looking at something on his iPhone and he dropped it on his face. And um, I went on to read this Kickstarter and I backed it, and I was like, "Wow, this sounds pretty cool." And they sent me one, and ever since then, I mean, I know. That they sent us a couple um, mm-hmm. to, to work on, but they um, the cool thing was is that I've been a fan forever with them. I mean, I I love it. It proves functional, and especially when you're carrying a lot of things, you could just use one finger to pick it up. Um, yeah. So, do, do we understand like the loopy part of what makes a loopy a loopy, Paul? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Why don't you? Describe so it? the the I I have my loopy right here, Paul. I went with stealth black because. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a stealthy guy. I'm a ninja. Right, right. And, and also because the color I wanted wasn't in stock. But that's another thing. We don't talk <laughs> yeah. about that. Paul's like, shut up. Right, shut yeah. up. <laughs> anyway, the stealth black is really nice. So there's like a loop basically on the back of your case. You can just put your one finger. I use my middle finger, but don't judge. Right. And then you can just kind of like hold your phone. And, and I so I was in New York this past weekend. I had a, you know, I was on, I had my phone in my hand because I had to go and swipe my, my phone to, for my tickets. And I had to use my phone so I could, I could buy tickets to, for my train rides. I right. need my phone to navigate to figure out where my friend was living in Queens. And if you know anything about Queens, there's like 66th Avenue, 66th Street, and 66th Boulevard. <laughs> and so you really need to keep your eyes peeled on your phone while you're looking at the maps. And so, um, being able to have this thing in my hand and doing all this crazy stuff, getting on a subway and everything and not right. worrying about dropping my phone. Eh, gosh, man, I didn't think I needed one until I needed one. It's great. It really is great. And they, they even create something called the super loop. It's very easy to um, like, it's very easy for the loops. I guess I want to say the original loops used to come out of the case, but then uh, they came out with something called the super loop which is more fitting my thing because it's bigger. It's more for bigger fingers and bigger hands, but it works perfectly with what you, it works perfectly with the, with the purpose of the phone. I got the cow print. There's a, a bunch of different prints that you yep. can get that are feminine and masculine and everything in between. And if you type in the coupon code dad's game review, you'll get 10% off your first case. Um, that is what we think of the loopy do you have anything else <laughs> oh yeah and and you know they just announced the new iphone 15 loopy's got cases for that oh yeah so whatever iphone 15 you get you want to spend twelve hundred dollars on a new iphone no judgment here they right. got a loopy for you 
I love the I the one thing I do love about it is that when your hands are full, you only need one finger to reach out and grab the loop, and now you're carrying your phone too. So yeah. try out a loopy. Dad's game review is the coupon code, and stop the drop. Indeed. Uh, I don't know if you heard my dog, but that was an enthusiastic barking. (laughs) (laughs) Encouragement. It's like, arf, 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 arf. It's funny. One more thing about the loopy. My friend, my my daughter's friend, she actually just dropped the phone on her face too. Oh, really? It's not good. You get that bruise and everything. And yeah, one one loop can make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I didn't didn't realize how useful it was until I started using it. But I, I tell people... I'm like a walking commercial for them, to be honest with you. That's all I do is just – I'm like – they're like, is that a loop on your phone? I'm like, yes, it is. And I go yeah. into like a little sales pitch. But Yeah, it's 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 the kind of thing that can make you a believer. Um, it's such a simple concept, but it really – it is nice to know like I ain't dropping my phone today. It's right. Really- yeah, yeah. I um, um, So in news, I don't know if you want to go first or I could go first. I don't know what your news item is, Paul. So, yeah, surprise me. So, uh, back in 1983, uh, Atari had a game called Haunted House, uh, which was very basic, very, (laughs) very basic and very, you know, 2600-y, you know? Mm -hmm. It looked like every other game on the 2600. Um, And they are making... They're making a remake of it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's coming soon. I think it's coming next month. Um, they didn't really give a release date, or at least I don't think that they did. But it's coming to Steam, Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, now, they say Atari, but I- I'm assuming they mean the VCS. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Like the new one. Yeah. But the screenshots are gorgeous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, you know, how, like you go, you know, like when people go, oh yeah, they remade this and they remade it. It's as if they remade it. What I was thinking in my mind, you know, and oh, they just gosh. go on and on about. It. I can't, you know, I've never really thought about it. Probably since 1983, mm-hmm. uh, so I can't say they created it or what was thinking in my mind. But it's very detailed. Um, and it's very precise, and it's it's what I would see the future of it looking like in my mind, type of thing. Interesting. Does that make sense? Maybe. Yeah. It's, they're saying it's like a roguelike. This new one. Yeah. 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 And it's uh, so basically the original one is just you walking through various rooms, you know, with pixel, not even pixelated, just. Walking through rooms of blocks, you know, and then navigating your way around. Almost, uh, you know, just... You can't even describe Atari 2600, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks cute, honestly. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Luigi's Mansion. In a right, way. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I was just kind of like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. This is a very cool reimagination of the game. And to be honest with you, I can't wait, because October's coming, and we need something other than Little Nightmares. Uh, oh, that's true. For October. Yeah. <laughs> it's that or we, we play Beyond the Forbidden Forest from basically the 80s. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just that, that useless, uh, whatever. That wonderful game. <laughs> right, right. That wonderful game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you about something that's even more haunted than Haunted House. All right. It's this news with Unity. 
Oh my gosh! So over Unity, the last the, week uh, or so, the platform um, Unity, which is the uh, the gaming engine that's yeah. that's used on a whole bunch of mobile stuff, right? And 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 the whole deal with Unity is that it's supposed to be an engine that is very flexible. It can basically you build it, you know, on one platform. It'll be it can be distributed across all these other platforms. Right. So it's really really easy. They're now charging additional fees based on how many people have installed your game, wow. and how many people who have um, who have basically spent money on your game. So if so your game, so they're double dipping, is what you're saying. I mean, it's honestly triple dipping. It's yeah, like oh, wow. it's like not only am I dipping the chip into the ranch dressing, eating it. I'm dipping it again, and then I'm putting my fingers in it. Dipping it because the chip is too small, and your fingers it, are touching the dip. It's it's a total like it's 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 really ballsy what they're doing. And it's funny because um, that reminds me of the 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 company that makes the chip for the iPhone, um, Qualcomm. Right? Yeah. This is the biggest fight that Steve Jobs has had with them since the beginning of the iPhone, which is. There's a fee for using our chip, mm-hmm. and then there's a fee for having the chip in your phone. <laughs> Great. And it would drive Steve Jobs, I'm assuming Tim Cook, mm-hmm. insane. Like, mm-hmm. just... <laughs> and rightly so, I would imagine. Uh, it, and that's why Apple tried to make their own chip, and they were like, hey, this is really hard. <laughs> yeah, making chips isn't easy. You gotta... You have, it, and yeah, but I mean, these pricing models are, are, I think it's kind of like having the, like the rug pulled out on under you Yeah, because yeah. You, I mean, developers have to pay a couple of thousand dollars a year at least to even get unity. Um, oh, for wow. like if you're like, if you're a professional, like, like high end developer, right. Um, if you're, if you're just like a casual developer, you can get unity for free and, uh, and unreal is kind of like that too. But like once you get to like some stage, yeah, I mean, these companies are making money off of the engine, but now Unity is asking for so much because a lot of Unity games are on mobile. And uh, and so it's all about getting a cut of sort of those microtransactions. Right. It reminds me of, uh, oh, the reason I brought up Apple with the Qualcomm was because this originally started as a game engine specifically for the Mac. Um, and it just expanded crazily yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but I, but the, this reminds me of the, the hands... It, Back where we're from, uh, where, you know, one of the counties in uh, Long Island is called Brookhaven. But if you live in that county, which I did, it was often referred to as Crookhaven because of the way that everybody had to get paid. Like, that's what this reminds me of. Like, everybody has their hand out. Like, they couldn't put fiber optics in Brookhaven Township, you know, because Cablevision owned the world. And yeah. they just, you know, and they were just like, well, you know, you're going to have to pay an extra licensing fee or this to have fiber optics come through, you know. So everybody's yeah. got their hand out. You know, they, they figure out ways to raise the bottom line just a little bit more. And, and that's where all this is coming from. But it, it's had a disastrous response from game developers. Oh, I and, bet. Like, I mean, my favorite game that I play that I always talk about, Genshin Impact, that's built on Unity. Oh, really? And and Genshin Impact makes bazillions of dollars a month on their microtransactions. Like it's an extremely profitable game, and so with these Unity rules in place, it would it would like slice deep into their profits. Wow, wow. I mean, uh, I can't yeah. imagine since 
you know, what was it? Uh, since HTML5, which basically mm-hmm. does everything now. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that, you know, like, I, you got to imagine that other technologies are slicing into other technologies. Oh, and yeah. It's just yeah. a game of how do we stay relevant and alive, you know? So, like, um, other game, there's still other game engine systems. There's Game Maker, uh, which is sort of like the more, like, more of the amateur sort of tooling kind of right. uh, game engine, but they also have like a they also have a pricing model for when you distribute your game like on different devices and stuff. But it's usually like a one time fee, and it's like you pay X amount of money, and then you can get it distributed on iPhone or whatever. Oh, okay. And uh, and Unreal has cer- certain rules too about how you're selling it and using the engine. Hmm. Um, but this model is, is it it basically the other thing they do is they charge you per number of installations. So even if there is no microtransactions on the game and the game is free, right? So if, if, um, the uncle who works at Nintendo was an app, it was built in unity and it had 200,000 installations, they would, they would have to pay like a hundred thousand or more dollars to unity for their free game. Wow. It's like, What? Yeah, I don't know. That's a little, yeah. I don't oh, know. Oh, you know I, what? I, I actually, I, I take that back. It's they have to have a certain number of installs and a certain number of revenue to to meet the the, to meet the, the quality, threshold. Yeah. It's, so scratch what I just said. Too, but but you the must other problem prove yourself. That, but <laughs> but the other problem with that is how do you how do you even track installations? So like you install a game on your phone, and so that shows up in the Apple Store, but like you know. What if you install the same game on your iPad, but it's like the same license? It's the same user. Does that count as two installs, or does right. it count as one? You know, I have. I think Microsoft have, has had this problem since Windows ninety five. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got um, I've got Elden Ring installed on my Windows computer and right. on my Steam Deck. Right. Same license, but on two different devices. I think that there's no way to control that. I think that's why. Um, I think that's why a lot of streaming forces, a lot of streaming platforms like Netflix and Adult Swim, and I think that's why they go up to five TVs. Yeah, because they they can't. They can't. There's no way they can monitor how many people. They can monitor how many people logged in from the same IP Mm -hmm. address. But, you know, they just, yeah, whatever. You know? Yeah. And if you travel a lot and it picks up a different IP, you know, all those kind of things can happen. Uh, So there's there anyway, in the last couple of weeks, Unity has been like actively backpedaling. Right. And so it's still actually unclear what is actually going to happen. These these new uh, fees were going to take effect in January of 2024. Oh, so um, but like it also affects Apple Vision Pro, Apple's new like VR thing. All of their all their stuff was built on Unity. The new. uh... (laughs) The new, the, the new toy that nobody's yeah. gonna really own, but uh, according to my, according to my daughter's boyfriend, who's an exec at Apple, mm-hmm. he says uh, the way he describes it to me as it's the most amazing experience ever. You're gonna blow your mind. I was like, no, it's not because I'm not gonna own it. I, <laughs> I was like, it's it's four grand, and I I just don't see myself dropping that because I don't work in the field anymore. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to take your word for it. Almost like when you're on a diet and the mm-hmm. person next to you is eating like a real huge hot dog, like with everything on it. And they yeah. go, what do you want? And you're like, nothing. I'll just smell theirs. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just new electronic smell. Don't knock it. You yeah. know, just, just getting a whiff nearby. Seriously. Yeah, I've heard good things about the Apple Vision Pro as well. Uh, it will be interesting to see how Unity and all of their stuff uh, fares, but... I mean, there, there's been stories about people like spite installing games oh, so wow. that the game company has to pay the Unity fee, which is <laughs> is funny. Um, but Nerd attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that was my news item. I wanted to talk about it last week. What's interesting is it's still in the news after two weeks. Wow. And uh, yeah, um, there's, def- there's definitely a lot of Unity against Unity. <laughs> no one's really happy with it. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh... Yeah, that's interesting that it uh, it still holds value because it's funny because a lot of these noises just kind of that's what they are. They're just noises, and then they just die out as quick as you read them on the internet. So yeah, um, so I guess that's it. Uh, I want to say what we're playing next week, but I forgot to tell you. <laughs> well, no, I we we I we. We already know what we're playing next week, Paul. Oh, all right. Then the thing me... we're going to play with the thing you're talking about is the thing we're going to play the week after, oh. because because this next week we're playing we're playing Red Dead Redemption Two because it's oh, on sale. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. that's right. It finally went on sale, so I grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to have a special guest. Uh, oh, there's a guy on Twitter that I talked to. He goes by the handle Rad Dad Redemption, and he talks obsessively about this game and how great it is. And I have to concur; it is a oh, great good. game. I'm going to be like, he'll be I'm able to join like... us next week sometime. But if he doesn't, if our schedules don't line up, you're going to have to just put up with John and Paul again. Paul, wouldn't it be funny if I was just like in the snow level from Red Dad, and I'm like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess that's cool and all, but I feel like, you know, there's just like that thing where you get chased by wolves and that's it. Not yeah, much you know. to do. <laughs> like, I have to do the snow level all over again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that next week as well. That is that that is a very funny little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you need to say anything to us, you can reach out on Twitter and just shout out to at Dad's Game Review. And John, where can they reach you? I'm a John Everson D20. At, uh, on on the uh, platform known as Twitter, and uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Am, am I, I dead naming it? Am I being bad? I st- um, everybody still says Twitter. I, <laughs> um, I I don't like to refer to it by X because it looks like that's the button I press to close the app. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm John Everson D20. Um, I'm usually just retweeting what Paul says, and every now and then I post. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> usually just to make fun of paul so if you yeah pretty much so if you just uh if you have something to say you can tell us and we'll tell you our opinion we'll probably agree so but that's it until next week um john you have a great week and i'll talk to you guys soon all right you take care everybody all right this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.